Today's podcast is sponsored by the Law Center in Highlands Ranch, Colorado. The Law Center is a full-service, multi-office law firm serving clients in Colorado, Nebraska, and Kansas. Do your clients need a will or trust or simply a review of their existing estate planning docs? Has someone died and your client needs help maneuvering through the trust administration or probate process? Do your business owner clients have the documents in place to ensure a smooth transition of the business? Contact the Law Center and let us help you help your clients. The Law Center offers probate and trust administration services throughout Colorado, Kansas, and Nebraska, as well as estate asset protection and tax planning assistance. To learn more, visit thelawcenterpc.com. Welcome to Tax Boss. I'm Meryl Bailey in Orlando, Florida. And I'm Crystal Woodbury in Denver, Colorado. We're each licensed as attorneys and CPAs. We help our clients get the best results because we work well with their trusted advisors. Tax Boss is a podcast for advisors from multiple professions to get together to discuss common client issues and how we can work together to solve them. In today's episode, we are going to discuss portability and estate planning. Crystal, I'd like to talk to you today about portability, about the theory of portability of transfer taxes. I had clients in the other day and they'd not heard of it, and I wanted to make sure that people got the message. So portability is the ability for a married couple to have the right to use the total value of the lifetime exemption amount together. So for example, each person in a married couple right now has $11.18 million, you know, we'll call it 11.2 for ease of use. They have $11.2 million that they can die and leave for free. As a married couple, that means that they have $22.4 million that they can die and leave together for free with one dying first and then the other one getting the excess and adding it to his or her amount that they can die, that she or he can die and leave for free. This is a big deal because until 2012, this was not an option. Each person had their own amount and you could not share it with your spouse. Right, right. And it comes into play in a lot of estate plans where spouses have the what we call I love you wills and everything goes outright to the surviving spouse. Right. So back in the day when each spouse had their own number and could not share it, we did an awful lot of tax planning by forcing bypassed and and marital trusts so that the maximum amount was passed to the next generation on an estate tax-free basis instead of going directly into the name of the other spouse. So I would I would draw this for clients and say, this is your column and this is your column and we want to keep the money in each column because we can't cross it over or we'll have an estate tax problem. Right. And we ended up with married couples not owning property and joint tenancy, but we try and divide the assets so that each spouse owns different assets, but the amount each of them owned was about the same so that we could fully use each spouse's exemption. Right. We would try to equalize the estates and that came with some awkward titling. It did. Now, the way portability works is spouse one dies and let's say that spouse is worth $5.2 million. Spouse number two, surviving spouse, 
could make an election by filing an estate tax return for the first spouse, for the deceased spouse, that says my spouse had $11.18 million or $11.2 million that he could die and leave for free. He was only worth $5.2 million. I would like to capture that $6 million and add it to my number. But again, to do this, you have to file an estate tax return. So where this becomes a choking point for my clients who generally do not have taxable estates is you have to file a tax return, an estate tax return, Form 706, for someone who otherwise would not need to file an estate tax return because they did not have a taxable estate. So I'm telling a spouse generally who does not have a, is certainly not worth $22 million, that we really want to capture this $6 million to add to her $11 million so that she would have $17 million to die and leave for free. And she's like, yeah, but I'm only worth $2 million. And probably doesn't anticipate ever being worth $17 million. Right. But uh, back to the transfer tax system exemption amount has changed 12 times in since 2010. And there, at some point, it very well could go down. In fact, right. it's scheduled to sunset in 2025 back to the $5 million adjusted. But it doesn't mean that Congress won't change it to some other number at some point. Right. And the surviving spouse might be worth more than the new number. And we, if we didn't file the return on a prompt basis then we've lost the ability to capture that extra $6 million. Right, right. And it seems to me that anyone who does elect, any surviving spouse who does elect to capture that portable amount, it would be difficult, not impossible, but difficult for Congress to draft it in that they would lose that ported amount. So whatever the estate tax exemption went down to, if it went down, it feels like a surer bet that the surviving spouse would still get to hold on to that ported amount to put on top of what that exemption amount is in the year of death. That's true, except if they get remarried right. and the next spouse dies, that next spouse would wipe out the first deceased spouse's exemption amount that you carried forward. So Merrill, can a prenuptial agreement alleviate that problem? I don't see how, because this is a federal law and prenups are under state law. And I think the IRS would completely ignore the pre or postnup. What do you think? I think I don't want to have the test case. Uh, I think it's something that could be drafted into prenups with the right conversations and written disclosures that this is unsettled at this time. Well, the requirements for portability are that the couple has to be legally married at the time of death. And Crystal, I know you've probably come up with it as often as I have. Some people take legally married to be a more fluid description than yes. actual. Yes. <laughs> um, so there has to be legally married. The spouse has to die after December 31st, 2010. The election to transfer the deceased spouse unused exemption amount must be made on this timely filed estate tax return. And you can only transfer the exemption amount to the surviving spouse. You can't transfer it to anybody else. So if we're talking about pre or postnups, I'm not sure that a pre or postnup could allow that to be transferred to anyone else if the surviving spouse got remarried. Because my understanding is that 
the next spouse, if the next spouse dies, it wipes out the deceased spouse unused exemption amount from the first spouse. Okay. But it's worth a shot. Hopefully somebody settles that for us. One trap for the wary is that the generation skipping transfer tax exemption does not port. So even though you may have deceased spouse unused exemption amount for estate tax purposes, it doesn't apply to the generation skipping transfer tax and you have to really pay attention to that. That could be an accounting nightmare if you have exempt and non-exempt generation skipping transfer tax trusts for grandchildren or further down generations. Well, isn't that an accounting nightmare all the time? I mean, unless you and yes. I were involved, when was the last time that you saw the ratio calculated for any trust? Unless I was involved, I have not. Right. People just don't think to do that. And it's a really good idea to do. <laughs> but that we'll talk about the generation skipping transfer tax in a future podcast. In this podcast, we discussed portability and estate planning, how it works, and how it can benefit our clients. Let us know what you think of this idea. Please contact us at taxbosspodcast.com. In our next episode, we're going to discuss homestead, state law, and titling, because it's a lot more complicated than you might think. Until next time, I'm Meryl Bailey. And I'm Crystal Woodbury. Thanks for joining us. Go dazzle your clients like a tax boss. Today's podcast is sponsored in part by your caring law firm in Maitland, Florida. Do your clients need a will or trust? Has someone died and your clients need help with the endless paperwork? Do you have business owner clients trying to decide how to leave the company fairly amongst your family? Contact your caring law firm where clients are so satisfied, you'll look like a hero for having referred them. Your caring law firm offers probate and trust administration services throughout Florida as well as estate, asset protection, and tax planning assistance. To learn more, visit yourcaringlawfirm.com.